0: Welcome to the Unlocking Unlimited Potential Stories podcast. My name is Dr. Brandon Beck, and I am so excited for you to be here to join us today. This podcast was originally a live show that was aired across several different social media platforms. The goal of this show is to amplify the stories of amazing people, which serve as inspiration for your journey your story matters it tells us who you are and who you want to be enjoy this opportunity to hear from these innovative thought leaders as they discuss what it means to unlock unlimited potential if you are looking for an opportunity to connect further with me after this show please visit brandonbeck.edu.com to learn more about my speaking coaching consulting, and other offerings that are designed to help you and your organization find greater results in your journey. Here we are. Welcome to the Unlocking limited Potential Story Show. Usually we have a video that plays at the beginning, but today we're coming a few minutes late, so let's jump right in. Man, I'm excited to be here. She is fired up as well, Christine Revesi Weinstein, all the way from Massachusetts. How are you doing, Christine?
1: I'm doing great. Uh, thanks for having me here, Brandon. I'm excited.
0: No, no worries at all. I'm excited too. We, you know, I've been following you for a while. We were talking a little bit on the pre-show. You know, excited to be a teammate with you over at Codebreaker and really excited to kind of dive into, you know, that book, which is coming out in the very, very, very soon future, which is awesome. Yeah. And we're gonna talk about that book, Fighting Your Inner Voice, as well as you're an author of the book Anxious. So you're an author of two books, you're a school administrator, you're part of the M-A-S-C-D board, which shout out to our A-S-C-D people out there, and you also have a YouTube channel called The Runner's High, so welcome aboard, thanks for joining us, how you doing today?
1: Um, Thanks for having me, Um, I'm doing really good actually, it's a super busy time of year right now, Um, and while I feel like, you know, my head's sort of spinning, I actually... Um you know, prefer it that way mm-hmm. uh it's great to feel busy and and to be able to be working on a bunch of different projects and be excited about our kids coming back so I'm doing really well and i'm I'm excited to uh to sit and chat with you. you know we're um team members of Codebreaker, and so I've gotten to know you some and um it's it's really cool to make these connections so thanks for having me
0: no you said it best I mean shout out to all our our people over there at codebreaker the awesome team Benny uh you know it's been a, a while that i that we've been following each other and you mm-hmm. know I know a lot of people know your story but most importantly um you know the story that has come out over the past couple months I feel like I've seen a really uh you know with the new book coming out and with all of these new opportunities and being over at codebreaker and stuff like that so talk just a little bit about your journey, your journey from being an educator, to being an author, to being a speaker, to keynoting the Codebreaker summer camp, which was just awesome. Shout out to Matt Thank Joseph. You. I know he's out there watching Dr. Chris as well. We're going we're to give you a little shout out later as well, brother. But uh, yeah, that was an amazing uh, keynote. I, I really enjoyed being a part of it. I know a lot of other people. It was tremendous feedback on that. So yeah. How'd yeah, you get here? You so How'd you
1: do yeah, it? I mean, honestly, it's been kind of a whirlwind. Um, so it's, you know, I've I've obviously had anxiety my whole life. Like it's, you know, um, it, it doesn't really matter when it was diagnosed. It's it's existed, and um, you know, I, I spent so much of the early years of my professional career just really fighting it and kind of having two things go on separate, right? Like I had my professional life and and the person that I was in front of the classroom. And then, um, you know, I had kind of what was going on um, behind the scenes. And uh, I just like it all kind of started to come together when after I kind of got healthy and, you know, was medicated and therapy and where I needed to be personally, um, you know, I, I used to teach AP biology and, uh, we were going over a lesson on the brain and I just, I had a student raise her hand and say, you know, Miss Weinstein is, is this mechanism you're talking about right now, how SSRI drugs work. And, you know, that was the type of medication I was on at the time. And so we've all had those like teacher moments where you kind of, there's a fork in the road and you can go down this path or that one. Um, and so I could have just said, yeah, and moved on, but I decided to say like, yeah, absolutely. That's how the medication I'm on works, and um, that kind of opened the floodgates. And uh, from there, I started a nonprofit organization geared towards encouraging folks to kind of move as a as a way to deal with their anxiety. Um, and when I jumped from you know the classroom and department head into a full time administrator, um, some of the people I worked with made note of the fact that I had this nonprofit um, and said, you know, hey, if you have you ever thought about sort of bridging the two, right? So you do all this work for anxiety outside of schools. Have you ever thought about like trying to bring it into schools? Um, And it was suggested that I like kind of write about it. So like out of nowhere on a whim, I just started writing, you know, kind of like my experience and what I had learned and sent it out to a couple publishers, specifically eSchool News picked it up. It became the most read article that year, which, is pretty unheard of as like a new person with really no kind of name to herself, right? Like no one knew who I was. Um, and then started making videos of like the thoughts that I had while I was working out and running. Cause I use that as like a form of my therapy. And that got seen by Times 10, um, which is a publishing company that reached out to me and asked if I wanted to write a book. <laughs> so in like a mere six months, I went from, you know, brand new assistant principal kind of trying to get her leadership uh, feet wet and to, you know, a soon to be published author. Um, and it's the more I've embraced who I am and the more authentic I've been and the more I've exposed myself, the more opportunity has presented itself. Um, and so I started joining the leadership lounges that I've seen you on, that like, they're great. I miss them actually <laughs> this summer. And, uh, you know, I kind of connected with Brian Aspinall there and he said, you know, you got any ideas? And, I had been thinking of writing a book that was more more personal, like my story specifically. And uh he loved the idea. And suddenly I have, you know, weeks away from the release of my second book and coming off of, you know, a keynote that uh, you know, you can only sort of dream of, right? When you when you start to see like, ah, this this could potentially go somewhere, right? Like I could be on stage someday. So kind of a long answer, but that's really how, you know, in, in probably maybe three to five years, I've gone from, you know, the quiet, anxious teacher in the room to where I sit today. So all risk-taking.
0: Yeah. And, you know, the power of vulnerability, you know, like, it's like Brene Brown is, you know, what I think about when I hear your story as well, just your work being about, you know, you and your journey and your story and, and how, you know, that's, People like to read it, which you, you know, it's hard, really hard to share. Right. And really, you know, probably therapeutic in many ways as well, to be able to yes. go through your own story and be able to really look at it. I know that, you know, in, in my writing too, like we all share our personal stories as much as we possibly can and the personal stories of others, hence the meaning of this podcast, like the stories, you know, right. how yes. important people's stories are. And I'm always fascinated with that. And what I'm fascinated with with is how you're somebody who talks about having anxiety, yet you're sharing your vulnerability, which brings more anxiety, right? (sighs) So it's like one breeds the other, breeds the other, breeds the other, but it really comes back to this whole idea of like, we're all dealing with it, you know? And and I I don't like to, you know, I don't want to say we're all suffering with it, but we're all dealing with it. And some of us are suffering with it. And, and, um, it's a really important topic, you know, super, super purposeful topic, especially this time, you know, I mean, we're kind of talking about anxiety, you know, we were just talking about the anxiety of going back to school, of school starting up again, of all the craziness and all the anxiety that was brought with, you know, the pandemic, and, you know, I think the pandemic really breeds success for some people, that are able to kind of rise above and, and look at it inwardly and, and really look at the power within them. And mm-hmm. I love that you you share that. And you know, I want to dive into that. I want to talk a little bit about you know, kind of your thinking behind the the, the stories in your book, and and kind of you have nine million stories of your life, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. How do you pick? How, how did you kind of come up with putting that all together?
1: Um. So the book, the book started out as a concept. It's going to be called leading through anxiety or leading with anxiety. That's what it was pitched as. And that's what I signed on as. Um, And, you know, that's kind of what I sat down to write. And it was going to be stories of me as a leader. And when I can remember being very anxious and kind of how I fought through that. Right. Um, But I felt like my story of leading through my anxiety began way before I was ever an educational leader. Um, you know, like you gotta, you're a leader for yourself before you lead anybody else. And what I realized was that, you know, what I'm doing now as a leader with anxiety, I was prepared for because of all the times leading up to it, that I had experienced very impactful moments that helped define who I was that I had to fight through. Um, And so it suddenly morphed into more about really poignant moments in my life where I had a narrative that I had to fight that wasn't my narrative. Like It's not what I thought myself to be and how I projected myself to others, but it's what everyone else thought of me. Um, And I realized that that was far more um, universal a topic, right? So not everyone has anxiety, but everyone has sort of internal demons and in, in that narrative that they've had to fight in their life, whether it's ongoing or they've gotten past that, whatever the case may be. And I didn't want it to just read like a memoir, like, you know, here's Christine and this is her story, because I want people to to resonate with it and see that this is something that a lot of people suffer from. So I reached out to some other educators and I got five amazing people um, and from all different aspects of the educational world willing to share these these stories that are just gut-wrenching, right? And, and so um, I felt so overwhelmed with the task at so many points along the way that these people had these unbelievable stories that I was now tasked with writing, right? To do it justice. Um, and a lot of times I was stymied, you know, I had to put it away and, and do a lot of reflection and, um, you know, I, I wanted to be really open with all five of them. So I wrote the stories and shared them with them, like just here's what I wrote and they gave me feedback. I made any changes they wanted to. Um, and so in terms of picking stories for me, I mean, it, it was kind of easy because I think if you think about your life and, and you focus on a specific thing you're trying to remember, moments that really defined you in terms of overcoming, I think you could select, you know, a handful. Um, And I was able to select ten specifically that all kind of like intertwined in some way, shape or form that I almost didn't even realize at the time, you know. and. It was risky. It is risky, right? It, you know, there's there's uh, really personal stuff in the book for, for myself and the other five contributors, but it's much like the keynote I did last week, right? My story is unique, but it's not like so crazy, you know? Like a lot of what I've experienced, others have experienced. So like, why do people wanna hear my story? Like, what is it about me? It has nothing to do with the specifics of the story. It's the willingness to speak, it's the authenticity, it's, wow, okay, there's this person that wants to take this risk. And I think that's what resonates. And so as risky as it is to throw my stuff out there, um, I think it's worth the risk to make that connection with people. Um, and you know, if I can make a connection and resonate with one person, then my life's work is done. Like I've, I've accomplished what I want to. Um, that's what makes me tick.
0: So, yeah, so. we say that I'll say this all the time in the show. We rise by lifting others. Right. Yes. And we really do, you know, and, yeah. and for you to not just say, well, this isn't going to be just my story. This is stories of these others. You did like a dissertation, by the way, you did like a full like coding analysis and like completely, <laughs> you know, cross-referenced everybody's stories. It's pretty amazing. So, you know, what are some, I know you probably talk about this in the book, but like, you know, you've had a lot of time to reflect upon it. So, what are some like takeaways you have? And I know that you know we talk about dealing with. There's two levels, right? There's dealing with. Um, there's dealing with your anxiety and your inner voice um, as an educator, and there's dealing with your anxiety and your inner voice as students. So, you know, there's kind of let's let's kind of unpack that for a second. So, what are some things that you noticed or you know reflected upon and and learned about related to Teachers, you know, educators, administrators, the adults in the building. Uh,
1: yeah, so that's a good question, and I mean, I'm gonna. And this might be like a cop out answer, but what I realized in writing this book is, this book is not just for educators. It's not just for students. It's not just for uh, teachers, staff. This book is is actually for everybody, right? Um, and it was something I was nervous about when I came to that re- realization because. You know, the first book that I wrote was kind of a how-to, right? It was, you know, here's a scenario. You as an educator, this is how you help your student. It was very sort of straightforward in that regard. This isn't a how-to at all. In fact, in the last chapter I refer to it, it's a, it's a, it's a hope-to. That's what this book is, um, which is far more powerful, in my opinion, than a how-to, right? Because if you can give people hope, um, you can empower them to accomplish great things. And that was another reason I was willing to kind of dive back into my life as a, as a, as a teenager and as a, as a young person, because if a, if a student were to pick this book up, they should be able to connect with it in that way. Um, and really what I want adults to take away from it is that we shouldn't be ashamed of our stories. They are who we are and the more we are ourselves, the more we're gonna connect with kids and we all know The more you connect with kids, the more successful they're going to be. So I hope that people will read it and be more risky and willing to show themselves and be authentic with their students. And I think that, you know, we could move mountains that way because kids are going to do great things if they connect with their teachers. So it's kind of where I've landed in terms of the project itself. Specifics, I mean, this was a very almost cathartic experience for me and really therapeutic to have to dive into some of the dark places of you know, my mind and also reflecting on other people's stories. There were lots of connections I made that I'd realized I'd kind of run away from. <laughs> um, and there were moments where I had to just put it away. You know, I, there were times where I cried while I wrote it. Um, you know, and what I realized though, is that when I'm behind the keyboard, um, I'm free. Right. Like there was a freedom to it that I hope when people are behind the book, experiencing it, that they feel the freedom I felt in writing it.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, that's the goal. Right. That's the ultimate goal that you want is, you know, that cathartic experience for your reader. And I love that. (laughs) So, you know, when you come to these places where they were really deep and they were really dark for you, how did you process them? How'd you reflect on them? What was like, you know, did you just close the computer and run away or did you go and consult, you know, some other research or some other friends or how'd you do it?
1: Um, I think I just embraced it. You know, there was a, there's a lot of like, you know, bad things happen to people, but you know, you can't let that be the, finality of your life you can't allow that to be what people see in you and every experience i know this is so trite but every experience you have even the negative ones there's something positive in it right and so when i would close the computer and just have moments of just sadness i'd eventually be able to get myself out of it because i was like wait a minute like i'm so much a better a person now than i was then and like if this experience hadn't happened to me I wouldn't be who I am right now and you know the journey is muddy but everybody's is. It's about you know overcoming and moving others now and I think that's kind of like what I was meant to do and so you just sort of embrace it. You know reading it back when you go through the editing process um, is is hard the first go around but then it becomes like no like yeah this happened and and this is who I am and I'm not afraid to let people know, like uh, I don't have to keep it in the dark anymore. And so uh, it's it's gotten a lot of good response, you know, and that through the editing process, as you know, you get a lot of uh, sort of commentary feedback as well as actual suggestions. Daphne McMenemy is just an incredible person. I am so fortunate to have had the opportunity to work with her. Um, She's an incredible talent, uh, so creative, so ditto yeah and um you know she she empowered me like as there were moments where i'm like yeah i don't know I don't want to keep this in there she was like no you're you're giving people a gift here like you're doing great things so to have that confirmation that validation also helped pull me out of those sort of dark places
0: shout out to daphne and yeah. me the yes she is amazing and and you know talk a little bit about you know, you're going through that process. You're going through the editing. You're kind of in the finish line of the book, and then Codebreaker comes to you and says, "Hey, we want you to keynote, you know, our upcoming summer camp event." So, talk a little bit about, you know, where that took you in terms of, you know, your vision.
1: Yeah. So, wow, that was a crazy moment. You know, when uh, Brian reached out to me, I couldn't believe it. Um, and so, I'm, you know, I, I think for me. Um, I didn't want it to completely mirror the book, but I wanted it, my keynote to um, kind of explain the rationale behind it. You know, So Codebreaker is all about breaking the status quo and disrupting it, right? We do things different. We're not gonna worry about what the expectations are. We're just gonna do us. And ultimately that's the book, right? So this book isn't a how-to. This book isn't formulaic. It's not prescriptive. This is me, right? And they gave me the ability To write my book. And so I felt like the keynote should be a metaphor for that. So I presented myself. This is who I am. And we're not going to stand up here and do things like a keynote normally would. You know, I'm going to share who I am as a human being, not as a professional. And we're going to talk about little things that we can do to break the status quo. Um, And I want people to know that, like, the stuff that they're thinking about, like, when, (laughs) you know, we talked a lot about. Social media in my keynote, like, we're all there are a lot more people thinking that like, you don't have to feel bad about that. Um, and that was kind of how I processed it. So it took me a while to like put it together. Um, but I knew ultimately that's what I wanted to do. I didn't want it to just be like a book plug, I didn't want to get up there and talk about like fighting my own inner voice, but I wanted I didn't want to say that specifically, but I think in general, I was able to communicate that, that, you know, this is what goes through your mind and that's okay because um, we want to break these these status quo that we're constantly fighting. So um, it was an awesome experience. I'm so psyched to have done it. It's funny because you mentioned like you have anxiety and then you do something that inherently creates anxiety. Like you should have seen me on the side of the stage, like the the half hour before, like it actually kicked off. Like I was a hot mess. Like it was, it was bad. (laughs) But uh, you know, it's like, it's part of the process, right? Yeah,
0: absolutely. And that's the stuff that a lot of people don't see. And a lot of people rarely share, you know, for you to share that is exactly what it's it's all about, right?
1: All the work that led up to it, you know, the keys on 30 minutes, but the hours that lead up to that 30 minutes is something that a lot of people they don't have a concept of right.
0: Yeah. Um, no, absolutely. Yeah. You know, so. we talk about that, the summer camp experience. And, you know, one thing we do on this show is we dedicate the show to someone who's out there unlocking unlimited potential and all whom they serve. And when we talk about the Codebreaker summer camp, we can't talk about we can we can talk about Matt Jones, but we gotta also talk about this guy right here, Dr. Christopher Jones. You got to follow him—an uh, extremely passionate individual who was behind the scenes working with Matt and the codebreaker crew, Brian, Daphne, and everybody else. And um, they put on a hybrid conference. That was—I mean, we had a—we had a couple different continents there. We definitely had—we yeah. definitely had United States. We definitely had Canada as well. We had North America was representing hardcore. We had people in Australia. Um, and the the idea of it being an ed camp style with people being able to pick and you know that was the hardest part for me like being able to pick one session when there were six at a time yeah. um but shout out to Chris he did such an amazing job um with it the really crew did. there and great to have him so and i know I'm you sure know him as well yeah
1: chris like I know maybe I was a bit of a handful, uh, you know, as the girl with anxiety coming in to have to do the keynote, but he was beyond accommodating. He let me arrive the the day before. He set up the whole presentation, the stage. He let me actually do a complete run through of it, which was huge for me to hear myself do it. Um, And he never, he never judged. He never questioned. He was nothing but supportive. Um, I felt completely empowered um, by his, you know, um, openness and his embracing me being there. And, uh, you know, definitely would not have gotten through it if not for Chris. So really appreciate him.
0: And that's what it's all about, you know, and, yeah. and it's all about meeting and connecting with awesome people and, and being able to go to these opportunities and be in, you know, kind of for some of you, your first in-person experience. I know a lot of code breakers haven't met each other in person. <laughs> um, Sorry Frank we almost h- h- met up in New Jersey and Frank and I came and we just we we were like in the same place but we couldn't connect it was it's yeah. a long story but anyways uh so that part's really cool um that that was happening I'm hoping I'm really excited you know for future you know in person collaborations and things like that um but talk about now so What's up next? You know, the book's coming. Do we got a potential timeline? I know that's no, always hard to predict. Yeah, but. it
1: should just be a couple weeks. So nice. we're literally at the point where we're just finalizing a couple last little things. Um, I think Daphne would have loved to have gotten it out at the end of this week, but it just didn't kind of happen. So I would say it'll be out most likely by September 1. Um, nice. And then, you know, I, I I'd like to kind of take some time and just, you know, focus on the book and, um, you know, reaching people with it. And then there's, you know, right now live conferences are still a go. So I've got a couple things lined up um, for December, um, FETC in January, No Codebreaker's Codebreaker is gonna be down there. So I am really, really stoked about that. I'm looking forward to it. and, you know, just kind of plugging along, I know that um, I'm working a little bit with X Factor Publishing, which um, I want to give a shout out to. So I am um, working editing some of those projects, which That's awesome. I'm really, really excited to do. It's uh, such an honor for people to be willing to sort of share their their work in its infancy with you, right? And right. Yeah. To you for ideas. So... Um, this is new for me, but I'm so honored to do. It and I, I can't wait. Um, just, I'm excited for these authors. I'm excited for Matt. You know, I, I think this is going to be an, an awesome journey for everybody. And I'm just really happy to kind of jump on board. So that's kind of what I'll be doing. Um, and, uh, yeah, you know, I'm just kind of taking a little bit of a break from my own stuff. As I said, this was a difficult journey in this book. And so, um, I just, gonna sit back and hopefully people embrace it
0: yeah and matt's coming on the show next week he is up next he is coming up on tuesday i believe more to follow on that he's gonna come in he's gonna come back for his second appearance and he's gonna show up and he's going to do his uh he's gonna talk about the the journey into publishing yeah, and, yeah. So got to
1: be off the red carpet for him he's, he's gonna
0: roll it out he deserves <laughs> it he's a good guy so yeah. that's awesome so listen i got one more thing i want you to do before we end up here because it's okay. been awesome connecting with you so one thing we do on the unlocking unlimited potential story show is I ask people to finish this sentence because primarily what you've been talking about, you know, fighting your inner voice and and finding your way to achieving results that are that you're proud about is really what it means to unlock unlimited potential in some way, shape, or form. But so I want you to finish the sentence in your words. So okay. unlocking unlimited potential means.
1: Unlocking unlimited potential means. Empowering others to take the risks they need to to become exactly who they can be.
0: Nailed it! Perfect, Mike. Job drop moment right there for you. <laughs> I love it. Um, well, listen. So we're excited about the book coming out here at Codebreaker. Um, I know that'll be available for everybody on Amazon, Barnes and Noble's, all those great, wonderful places. You can purchase bulk orders. Check it out on the Codebreaker website because we're going to need boxes of these books in many places, right? And you can catch yes. all the books from the Codebreaker library there as well. So, listen, thank you so much for joining. I know you have school year is getting fast approaching over yep. there on the East Coast as we share the same coast. And um, yes. it's been great to have you on here. So, I appreciate you joining me. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Brandon. This was awesome.
0: And remember, everybody out there, that the journey toward unlocking unlimited potential begins with you. Continue to share your story and continue to educate with passion. We appreciate you all and we hope you all have a great day. This podcast is proud to be a part of the Codebreaker Podcast Network and also the entire family of disruptors at Codebreaker.